I want to start this one? I think. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we're really good at rolling into like the intros. Other times, it's it just feels forced. And I guess this is just going to be one of those times where it feels forced. So, hi, Steve. How's it going? How are you doing this week? Uh, I'm doing great, Adam. Uh, just hanging in there. Got my tasty beverage for this episode. And yeah, just hanging out. How are you doing, bud? I am doing well. I also have my tasty beverage for this themed episode. Uh, but before we get into that, this is so bad. So bad, yeah. so forced. Um, well, okay, I can, so, I can splice in some funnies or something. Oh, no, I, I like I like the awkwardness in a way. Just cut out some of the awkward. A song stuck in your head. Uh, I will go first this week, since you went first, first last week. I think, right? Maybe? I think, go for it anyway. Uh, cool. Hey, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this band name. Uh, that's a thing that happens. But the song stuck in my head is by this band. It's It's pronounced... Allegian. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, Song Stuck in My Head is by Allegian, which you had called out for their Rush cover in our covers, yeah. our covers episode. And I started perusing their catalog, which is kind of one of the benefits of doing this podcast with you because hey, it gives me stuff to, you know, peruse. Mm-hmm. And I came across this song, uh, which is basically about fire, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's a very nerdy song, and they just talk about lot, lots of elements and Lots of cool things, and I thought that kind of tied in well with our our logo. Uh, Oh, yeah. But the song is Exothermic Chemical Combustion. Such a sick riff. Yes. Yes, let's hide me in right from the beginning. And when I was doing my YouTube homework, which we all know I like to do, uh, this was one of the guitar playthroughs that I was going through and they had the guitar playthrough for the song and I was watching them play the song and it's like you know sometimes when you have a song the guitars you know they go for a little bit and it gets technical and then there's like some break sections like like right now but this one and their fingers are moving like 90% of that song yeah just all over the place it's nuts yeah and then I, I looked up the lyrics today and I was like nerds <laughs> yeah a lot of their lyrics are pretty nerdy but that's what makes it so rad I, I loved it man yeah great band every last bit of it i was like i was like yep i like this i mean it, basically it's just hey you know what for this song we're just gonna describe fire you know like how, how does that sound for you guys mm, yeah I, I like that and how it burns you know and the soil and the nutrients you know like yeah yeah i like that <laughs> cool man <laughs> also the um when they started naming like elements like calcium, magnesium, nitrogen, like they started going through all that, all I thought in my head was uh, Romstein with benzene. You know, because oh, he's basically yep. just rhyming, you know, like gasoline, <laughs> kerosene. Yeah. Yeah. Nicotine. <laughs> I was like, oh man. It, it's tough. See, this podcast is doing this. It's, it's getting me to recognize all of these like tie ins to all of these different like songs and albums and artists. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something that you kind of notice um, on your own. But it's so much more prevalent when you have another person just constantly, you know, feeding music your way. So once again, thank you, Steve. Problem, man. All right. So the song stuck in my head this week is genre wise along the same lines as Allegian. Um, I would argue maybe a little bit more technical in a lot of senses. Um, Definitely a lot faster. Most of their stuff is very, very fast. Uh, but this band I found out about recently started going through their catalog. They've got three albums out right now. Band is called Inferi. 
And the song is called uh, The Ophidian Form. I love guitar. I, love I know. So much. <laughs> Everything about this band, like, is just su- on such another level of technicality and it's just insane. It's like they picked a technical metal, and they're like, you know what? Let's push this to a ladder. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. And then they got some of those uh, symphonic strings in there too, just to make it that much more intense. Just well, they just know how to get into your pants, you know? Hey, yeah, right. Fast <laughs> <laughs> guitar, a little too double easy, bass, <laughs> and symphonic strings. Well, Steve, what? Make it easy there. Yeah, easy, easy. I know it's a little technical, but it's, it's okay. <laughs> Good uh, stuff, man. So, yes. Yeah. So, uh, we once again have some follow-up uh, from from some listeners. And cool. we had called out bands that crank it up to 11. And stage performance was one of the categories that we had mentioned. And I believe we called out Iron Maiden for their stage performance, correct? Mm, I do remember and that. Someone replied back and said, uh, guys, Kiss wrote the book on stage performance. Yeah, you know, I I do believe that. I don't think I just haven't listened to Kiss enough to have them enough on my radar, but they do have a pretty significant contribution to metal, um, the genre as a whole. So I guess we'll have to do uh, maybe some more focus on them. So, Well, I think when we talked about stage performance, you know, like you don't even have to listen to kiss to know that, you know, their stage performance was, was out there. Right. Yeah. I mean, just look at any of their band photos. <laughs> I mean, just, just open your eyes, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I think it was funny because I remember there was one episode where we were talking about, um, like the different types of feelings, emotions and songs. And I remember we had the party emotion on there yep. and kiss was definitely on that list. And I think mm-hmm. we we cut them for some other party band, but yeah, yeah. Now it's coming back it, to bite us in the ass because we haven't mentioned Kiss for fourteen episodes. Yeah, well, we got Slayer, so now we're just working through all the other big bands that people like that just aren't on our radars. Steve, God damn it! I set you up for these things when I say bit us in the ass. You're supposed to say, "Oh, you mean like kissed our ass?" You know, like, oh, dude. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I'm really just like, sometimes I'm good about it. Like I'm right there with you. And then there's other times I'm just like, nope, way out in left field. Yeah, well, I, I was going to use a T-ball analogy too. I was like, you know, <laughs> I, was like, I put it on the T and I, I left it there and I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you just started running to third. What are yeah. you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how baseball works. I think. <laughs> Do we go Classic. clockwise or counterclockwise? I, I don't know how, how this works. I want to go to the big number first. <laughs> yeah, we count down. Three, two, one. I mean, that's yeah. what we do every time, you know? It yeah, makes sense. exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, the other feedback I got was um, I, I told people that, that our last episode, I kind of crapped all over Jared Dines. I mean, to put it lightly. Um, yeah. And they're like, what? Jared Dines is cool. And I was like, you should apologize for that. And I was like, no, 
that guy. <laughs> uh, Adam takes no prisoners. <laughs> no, man. Will not apologize to that stupid Jared Dines. And because I said this, I went on YouTube and he had a new video that came out, which is like computer drums versus regular drums. And I was like, okay, it's been a while. I watched some old videos the last time. Let's let's see what this is about. I swear to God, as soon as I turn that thing on, so done. So done. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. He just looked at the camera. I was like, nope. <laughs> I'm out. Done. I'm out. <laughs> no more. Skip. Next video. Oh, I gosh. don't want any of this. <laughs> and then he started talking. I was like, no. I thought it was over. Oh, that is rich. Ah. So uh, it's no secret that you and I enjoy a beverage or two when we yeah. record these. Sometimes my beverage is of the non-alcoholic variety. Mm-hmm. Um, other times it is of the hard alcoholic variety. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> but we, we, we brought up this topic a while ago, which is kind of the alcoholic beverage that pairs well with metal. Um, and in a stereotypical way, which is, you know, all we're about here on metallurgy, it seems to be all that we talk about. Uh, it was beer. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Like we should do a, an episode on beer. And that meant I had to go out and buy some beer. So now I get to tell you my stupid beer story. Okay, I've been waiting patiently. I know you have. Because I'm (laughs) drinking a Stone IPA, which for someone living in California is very boring. It's like, okay, cool. (laughs) Great, Adam. Good job. You went out and bought like the most common IPA that you could find. Yeah. And to be honest, I didn't want an IPA. I didn't want it. And this is where the story comes in is I live in a town outside of Santa Cruz and I take a shuttle, you know, home every day. So I get home like around six 30 recording this. Now it's eight 30 is when we start. So Pacific time, six 30, I roll up, I walk to the house. I know that I have to go out and I have to buy beer. So I'm like, well, I don't want to go driving far to get beer. Uh, so I look up some, you know, local liquor stores and I find one and it says beer, wine, spirits. I'm like, okay, beer is the first thing listed. Wine is the next thing listed, and spirits is the third thing. So that's not even alphabetical, so I know that's probably going by quantity, right? You put your most sure. prominently featured ones first, and then your middle ones, and then the thing that you might have, you know, at the end of the list. Uh, so I walk into this place that supposedly has beer, wine, and spirits, and I see lots of spirits. I see <laughs> tons of wine. I see one section of beer. And I'm oh. like, okay, well... That's fine. You know, it, they have just a little bit of beer. Maybe they'll have like a decent variety, right? They're probably going to have some of this, some of that, some of that. No. So I walk up to there and it's all West Coast IPAs. All of it. <laughs> that's all that's there. Oh my gosh. And I'm, and I'm staring, I'm staring at this, this, this fridge. I'm staring at it and I'm like, none of these are what I want. None of these are what I need. So I picked up the most safe, boring beer that I could, which is Stone IPA, which is still a great beer. I still love Stone IPA, but man, I, I didn't want an IPA for this episode, but I got an IPA. What were you hoping for? Anything other than an IPA. Anything <laughs> other than IPA. Like, oh, man. Any other craft beer that's not an IPA. I mean, I was, I was looking like forward to like some dessert beer, um, you know, something with a little more substance. I mean, like, I didn't want a bunch of hops. Like, that's not what I wanted right now. <laughs> so that's what I got. And once I drink two of them, I'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm fine. I'm happy. 
I'm okay now. <laughs> uh, but what are what are you drinking? Because I'm assuming you're drinking beer because it's on topic. Uh, yes, I am. So I believe I had this one last time as well. This is, again, the Victory No-Brainer IPA. So um, I'm trying to finish up the six-pack that I have because uh, my wife and I got a huge shipment of <gasps> IPAs from Tavor. So... <laughs> Uh, we got to try and cycle out what we have in there first before we can move on to the new stuff. Like, I mean, we'll we'll learn this later, but like, I love IPAs. Like, that's my favorite beer to drink. But yeah. there are some days where, like, I was thinking about beer all day today. All day, I was thinking about beer <laughs> all damn day, and it wasn't what you IPA about <laughs> beer. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of beer? Good beer. Well, well, like, what what kind? Something that's not an IPA. <laughs> what are you gonna buy tonight something that's not an ipa what do they have in stock all ipas <laughs> oh. so next time i know better and i'll just drive the extra 20 minutes and go to bevmo and just pick up something of some different variety yeah yeah that's a good thing about bevmo you do have a pretty good variety of things yeah man i guess when that's your specialty right yeah exactly all right so metal and beer something we need to talk about Yes. Uh, before we dive into all of that i figured well okay i have a quota i have to meet so i might as well get that out of the way all right and uh perfect pairing metal and beer and for adam that perfect pairing also includes a third party which is august burns red yay Yay! we met the quota check that off the list check early on (laughs) so when we talked about beer and metal i was like all right well we got to find some bands you know that either have beers or talk about beer or whatever. And I go to find a, a interview with August Burns Red from a couple years ago uh, about a potential beer collaboration they were working on because one of their uh, members, I believe the bassist loves to brew craft beer. I was like, nice. Ooh, so exciting. Uh, and then they said it wasn't coming out anytime soon. And I got sad. And mm. then they said that they had coffee, and I was like, ooh. Then I got excited, because I was like, hey, they have their own coffee. And they said mm-hmm. it sold out in a month, and I was like, well, that's also sad. So, oh. all in all, it was a roller coaster of emotions that I was not mentally prepared for. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that Adam. It's okay. But let's, let's talk about that. Let's drown my sorrows in some beer and some songs about beer. So, in metal, I, I said, hey, let's find some songs that specifically feature beer. And then I started thinking, I'm like, well, it's pretty much like every party song, right? Like, yeah, ever. Yeah, def- definitely. I think there's plenty of metal songs out there that uh, talk about partying and drinking beer. Um, I tried to go with, um, look for some songs that by bands that weren't super well known. So not obvious drinking songs um, that people are used to hearing. Um, but one really unique band that I came across recently called Lagerstein, and just by the name, you can already tell we're going to get into some debauchery. Um, this band is more of like a folk metal band, so along the lines of Ailstorm, if any of you are familiar with that band, um, they have a very similar sound. Um, all of their songs are about drinking and partying, um, not specifically beer in some cases, um, but one song that I found really fun uh, is called Down the Hatch. Go. All right, go, Chug. Uh-huh. Yes, Chug, 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 Chug. Oh, 
Oh, don't chug IPAs. Don't do it. No. No. <laughs> Maybe a session IPA, but... <laughs> Maybe some some nice smooth and see like I would have liked a smooth session IPA, but there were none of those either. Aww. All just West Coast IPAs. Aww. So I was browsing Loggerstein's, uh, Loggerstein, 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 Stein. All right. Uh, I was browsing their catalog, and it was like down the hatch and drink means something, and I was like, man, this is pretty epic. And the name itself, green. <laughs> it's got a very like dropkick Murphy's feel to it too, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. A little more metal. That's good. I mean, any song where you're talking about drinking, I I feel like you know Dropkick Murphys was the the first that I kind of like experienced that where you hear it in like a Guy Ritchie movie and you're like, whoa, this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear that same Dropkick Murphy song in every other Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> you're yep. like, all right, now yep. now it's a little old. Yeah, uh, saw them a little while back. Really fun show. Yeah, I, I can imagine. You know, like just the energy in that show is already drunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially, dude. So, like, like a we saw them, high. Yeah, yeah. We saw them in Wisconsin. So, like, a state known for its drinking, and then having Dropkick Murphys there. Oh, there was there was some sloshy people there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good stuff. So another um, song that I thought of when we were discussing the topic of beer and drinking songs is a relatively recent one by a band we featured uh, somewhat recently, but I think it's a really awesome, almost modern classic drinking song now uh, by the band Amana Marth. They got a song off the album Yom's Viking called Raise Your Horns. So I really like this this song for this because raise your horns can mean two different things ah yes it can like raise your horns like devil horns yeah hand gesture and then also your drinking horns so left hand horns because i'm right-handed left hand Mm -hmm. devil horns up right hand horn of ale (laughs) the horns of the gargoyle there for your stone ipa yeah man grab it by the horns there you go. And drink it's something. Cringe, cringe. <laughs> yeah, very much cringe. <laughs> I mean, everyone heard the audible cringe, but I got to see the visual cringe. <laughs> uh, one day we'll do some live recordings and people can witness that stuff firsthand. Sky Video is uh, giving me a little bit extra, that extra dimension that you guys don't get. <laughs> More pleasure for all of my senses. Uh, yes. Still can't smell you, though. <laughs> Give it time. I'm sure they're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what? That's got to be like the worst feature. Like, that's got to be a feature so low on like the, the the list of things to do in Skype. Like, you know, virtual reality and augmented reality and, you know, yeah. like hearing and spatial awareness. And, and it's like, what if we could smell the other person? Like, okay, Joe, like, thanks. You bring yeah. that up every meeting. Like, it's never going to fly. Like, just no one the one guy, The one guy who brings it up every time. And they're just like, no. <laughs> but what if you could smell them? Like, you know, like grandma's making cookies and you're Skyping grandma. But what if you could smell? Like, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to smell cookies and also Bengay and every other old person, <laughs> like, stereotypical sound that you smell that I'm going to. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, Joe. No one wants smell-o-vision through Skype. I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. 
I'm sure there exists a patent somewhere where there's like, you know, smelling through Skype. Like, or at least like a toggle switch, right? Like you want the ability when you want it, but if you don't want it, just like turn that off. Because you I can do like- that with video. Like you can turn it off if you want. Yeah, but I feel like smells are going to last for so long, right? Like video, like once it goes away, you see a black screen and that's fine. But once you smell something, even that's if you're true. not smelling it anymore, you still smell it. Also, yeah, that's true. smelling just- it means you also have to taste it because, you know, <laughs> sometimes you smell things and you also taste them and it's yeah. not the not the best thing. And like, I swear someone, I, I know you could probably control this on your side, but I'm sure someone would troll you. You know, like I'd sit here and like rip like a fat fart and I'd be like, hey, Steve. <laughs> Alex made these awesome cookies like they just came out of the oven turn it on right now and you turn it on and then you'd be appalled and then you go throw up for you know 10 minutes and- oh my gosh that's like the like smell vision like equivalent of like getting your friends with that stupid like circle like hand gesture on the knee thing that you know people always make in like middle and high uh, yeah. school <laughs> middle and high school dude we were still playing that at my last job oh well Cool. Yeah, you know we're we're mature and uh, adults with careers and playing stupid high school game, middle school games. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm a professional. <laughs> totally. Uh, slowly backs away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So some epic songs about drinking, but I think uh, another thing that's pretty common for a lot of bands like i mentioned august burns red is getting into like beer collaborations or collaborations with like breweries or uh, other establishments to kind of like make a beer um to go along with their theme or with their like input and notably there are things like you know like i think lord of the rings has some of their own beers and game of thrones has their own beers Mm. so there's a lot of you know pop culture examples out there but metal is also part of that pop culture sample Definitely. So decided to go with um, some well-known collaborations as well as some maybe unknown or uncommon uh, collaborations. So we get kind of a unique um, range of beer types as well as uh, bands and different subgenres of metal. So the first one I'm going to go with um, seemed kind of an obvious choice for us California boys. Um, that's going to be the collaboration between Stone Brewing and Metallica with their recently released uh, Enter Night Pilsner. Um, so we're going to take a listen here to Enter Sandman. Now, I am drinking Stone, so yes. I'm trying to feature in this collaboration. Not by choice, remember, but <laughs> out of, you know, desperation, essentially. You're in it by default. <laughs> But, you know, Metallica, we mentioned the T-Ball example. Like, yeah, this is like, all right, it's got metal in the name, you know, Enter yeah. Night Pilsner. Like, this this is a, a like, pretty easy, you know, like kids T-Ball softball type of type love. Sure. Like, classic song, man. Absolutely, yeah. I remember, you know, rocking out to this, you know, in the garage with my dad working on cars when I was like, you know, five, six years old. It was awesome. Yeah, man. So this was like the the Black Album was the one album or like that my dad had on cassette. And when we would go up to like Big Bear, you know, we'd be in the car for hours and he would put this on and we'd listen to it, you know, over and over and over again. And this is a song that I remembered, you know, because pretty easy to to memorize as a kid, you know. But yeah, this was Metallica Black Album was kind of like my first foray uh, before I started listening on my own uh, into Mm -hmm. metal. So 
Classic. Same here. Same here. All right. Excuse me. Sorry. No. Oh. <laughs> Are you getting burpy already? I mean, like, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. It's, it's just one beer. I, I'm feeling. I'm feeling you though. I had two sourdough jacks for dinner too. So <laughs> two sourdough jacks. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? What caused you to eat not one sourdough jack but two sourdough jacks? A coupon that was two for five. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, Steve, there were lots of answers, and you picked the right one. That is the right answer. Uh, there was a BOGO. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, had, uh, I hadn't I had been to Jack in the Box in quite some time, and uh, my wife was craving it, and I thought, yeah, why not? Let's do that. I happened to save some coupons the other day in the mail, so I just chose the one that had, like, the biggest value. <laughs> it was a sourdough jack. Yeah, because apparently those things are like over five bucks a pop, just like the sandwich alone. Like, but I mean, like the regular sourdough jack, or like the sourdough jack with bacon deluxe, whatever it is. Uh so I didn't know there was different ones. My assumption was the one with bacon and cheese, and I mean, maybe you're right because the last time I ate Jack in the Box was literally probably six months ago. Oh, okay. So yeah, I don't know. Um. We can assume then it's the deluxe one because that would make that would make sense too. That it's over five bucks for just the thing. I feel like most of that cost though is in the packaging because it's like in a box as well as like a thick thick wrapper. It's like I only needed one of these. Well, also, is that the combo price or is that just the, the no, price? just the sandwich price? And what happened to things being under five dollars? Right, like remember going to McDonald's and you know going in there with five bucks and actually being able to get a meal. And I was like, here's yeah. your your cheeseburger. So I was like, well. I need like eight of these to sustain me. Thank you. Yeah. Also, it's going to cost, you know, a dollar extra for cheese. <laughs> Wait, I know I ordered the cheeseburger. This should have, should have been, yeah, five it should have been in the name, man. <laughs> no, no. The cheeseburger with cheese. Is extra. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, the only thing that I get from Jack in the box anymore is the ultimate cheeseburger. Yeah. And that's something that is way too much food for the average human being. I am sorry, mm-hmm. but that's two patties with a bunch of cheese mm-hmm. with their weird sauce. I, I said weird white sauce. I almost said that. Yeah. That's what it is, though. I mean, I don't know. It's like some cream sauce that they put on there. I think then, it's just like ketchup and mayo. Like, I think that I mean, sometimes some I think on the ultimate cheeseburger, sometimes they might even put mustard. They put but, mustard on it. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's literally just ketchup, mayo and mustard. They put mayo on that. I I don't know if that's mayo because it's <sighs> mayo in quotes, big quotes, <laughs> giant quotes. Mayo with a, a footnote. <laughs> yeah, an asterisk. <laughs> yes, like three asterisks because yeah. you know, there's a whole bunch of other things that that are wrong. But what I found is I have to get the ultimate cheeseburger, and if I get bacon with the ultimate cheeseburger, it ruins the whole thing. It ruins it. Yeah, I'm. I kind of feel the same way. I remember, you know, whenever. Like we would go to the Jack in the Box in like high school and stuff. I would always get the bacon ultimate cheeseburger and always just be like, "Ugh, it's so much." <laughs> the bacon's always flimsy. It's never good. I mean, welcome to our podcast about Jack in the Box, uh, where we talk about Jack in the Box for a really long time. Thankfully, for the powers of editing, you'll never know, <laughs> or will you? Or will you? We'll see how the funnies go this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can leave in the Jack in the Box filler because you know. <laughs> That's what most Jack in the Box burger is. It's just filler. Filler. (laughs) Nice. 
All right, moving right along with our beer collaborations with metal bands. Um, one really awesome uh, collaboration, uh, another really well-known one, uh, would definitely be between uh, Robinson's Brewing Company and Iron Maiden and their uh, traditional English ale, The Trooper. Um, with that, we will listen to the song, The Trooper. I remember learning to play this riff. Oh, yes. And as a, as a beginner guitarist, this was a lot of pull-ups. Yep. But you pulled it off, didn't you? Hey. No, not well. <laughs> Did not pull it off well. <laughs> I was trying to pull strings to, you know, get the pull-offs working, but I could not pull off pulling the string. Yeah. Like, when you think about this song, like, in terms of tempo speed... Like you think, oh okay, like it's it's fairly upbeat, but it's not like the fastest thing I've heard. Like this shouldn't be a hard song to learn, but trying to get all those pull-offs in there in the right amount of time is very challenging. It's like surprisingly challenging. But then he gets gal for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, totally. Then then he gets fun. It's like you work your butt off, and then you get rewarded by you know the gallops. The sweet, sweet gallows. <laughs> Almost as sweet as the mystery Jack in the Box sauce. <laughs> cringe. <laughs> visible cringe again, everyone. That's two visible cringes that Adam's gotten out of Steve uh, this episode. Oh, what's going to happen in the third one? I don't want to <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, you just wait. <sighs> oh, boy. He's saving it. <laughs> Moving right along here with our beer collaborations. Um, there's one very notable Midwest brewery um, that we would be remiss to mention um, who has done countless collaborations with metal bands, and that is Three Floyds Brewing Company out of Munster, Indiana. Um, they do a lot of really, really awesome and very unique collaborations with different bands, um, and they get very uh, thematic with it. Um, a lot of times they'll name the beers after um, songs of the band, other times, uh, it'll be the band's name, um, or they'll collaborate on a super awesome name um, and sweet backstory that kind of goes along with uh, the brewing process and everything. So the first one I want to mention here is uh, between Three Floyds and the band At The Gates, um, a really, really influential band. Um, they've got um, the collaboration beer that they did with Three Floyds is called Blood of the Sunsets, and that is a Crimson IPA. Um, so with that, we will listen to the song Blood of the Sunsets. Uh, just so everyone knows, we are visibly headbanging. Yeah, this era of At The Gates had a really cool, like, old school death metal kind of feel. Yeah, At The Gates is, is one of those bands where they have an extensive catalog of things that I like need to go through, mm-hmm. but it's it's almost one of those times where you're paralyzed by choice. It's like, I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. And one of my uh, programming professors in college, he's like, don't try to eat the whole elephant, because you'll never be able to finish it. You gotta be smart, you gotta hack that elephant into pieces, you know, save some for later, but just try to tackle one piece of the elephant at a time. And he would use this analogy of eating an elephant every time we would tackle some giant program you know that we'd be trying to to you know put together and develop he's like don't mm-hmm. don't try to eat the whole elephant and we're like oh my god it, it became such a thing 
that he had t-shirts made at the end of the, the course and he gave them out to everyone and it said, wow, <laughs> don't eat the elephant. And it had this elephant, elephant with a mouse in its, uh, in its trunk, holding oh a mouse gosh. with its trunk, right? You know, elephant. Yeah. Mice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's intense, man. Um, but that's also a really brutal metal analogy for, <laughs> for this. <laughs> Don't try to eat the whole elephant at once, hack it up into small Got pieces it. and then put it in the Ziploc bags and save it for later. <laughs> Moving right along here. Um, I tried not to choose all three Floyd's, uh, you know, collaborations in this it was very hard to narrow it down, um, but I decided to go with two because they do, again, have a very extensive catalog um, with collaborations between metal bands. So the other unique one I want to call out is between Three Floyds and the band Municipal Waste. Um, they have a, an oatmeal stout that they made called Horny for Blood, um, which is taken from the song Horny for Blood. See, you said oatmeal stout, and I'm like, ah, see, a stout? That's what I wanted. I wanted the dessert, man. Yep. Yeah, that does actually sound really good. I haven't had one in a long time. And, you know, when you drink beer, like, IPAs are a very special, you know, like, role in that. Mm-hmm. It's late. I already ate dinner. And I'm, like, still kind of full from dinner. I wanted yeah. dessert, man. I wanted it. Yeah. We'll just have to have another one and get it at that time. Oh, yeah. Maybe we can do a follow-up on this episode. I don't, I don't mind doing episodes about beer. You know, it's fine. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to be uh, discovered and um, shared with uh, in terms of metal and beer collaborations and stuff. So I think for us today, this episode is really just kind of the tip of the iceberg on this topic. Yeah, I mean, especially because like after a couple beers, I'm not going to be able to, you know, accurately or elegantly portray anything so it's gonna take us a little bit to go through all of it yeah exactly (laughs) so uh moving right along here uh moving into kind of the uh the black metal category of music um there's a black metal band called 1349 they did a pale ale collaboration with surly brewing company um this is actually a really really awesome one um it wasn't named after any particular song they just call it the pale ale um but they actually did a sort of sister compliment beer to this as well with Surly called uh, something dark. I forget the actual name, but it's supposed to be kind of that juxtaposition of like light and dark. Something, something dark side, Side something, something. something. So the song we'll be listening to by 1349 is called Slaves. Now, 1349, does that does that mean anything in particular? Uh, I used to know this. Let's take a look real quick. 1349. Bang. I used to know these things. And then I ate the gummy. Hey, while you look that up, I'm going to refill myself. Yeah, you do that. I will do that. Thank you. 1349 was the year the Black Death came to Norway, wiping out two-thirds of the population and ending the Golden Age of Norway. Well, I didn't know what I expected, but this was uh, somehow darker than I thought. <laughs> I I don't know. Listening to it, it sounds about right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like, once I play it, I, it kind of it fits, it fits the bill. 
it fits the bill. I decided to try and find um, a brewery that I haven't heard before um, to see if there was some other brewery that's done uh, beer uh, collaborations with metal bands. And sure enough, there are a plethora of breweries out there who have done this. So I'm going with one. I believe they're from Georgia. They're called Burnt Hickory Brewery. Uh, They did a beer uh, called Charred Walls of the Damned with that same band. Um, It is a Belgian quad. And uh, it wasn't named for, obviously, any particular song, just the band name. So uh, the song that we're going to listen to uh, today is called The Soulless. So I have to wonder, like, what do you have to do to get a collaboration beer with a bird? Uh, I think at some level you just got to, like, you know, Get yourself out there if you're a band and you're touring around. Go stop it at local breweries. Make yourself known. Um, obviously, getting them to know you is like the first step. Once you show them that you know you're in this metal band, you like what they do, they're more apt to check out you know a band's particular music. And if they like them enough, then they can just keep in contact, and then from there, that relationship just kind of grows. So, how do we do it? Oh, you were talking about you and I, not we as a collective metal band. I mean, I mean, I was asking just in general, but with the sole purpose of, you know, trying to figure out how we get one. Well, um, I guess that would require us to uh, go out to local breweries and again, just do the same things that these uh, bands do. Just strike up conversations with them. Let them know we're doing a podcast. We enjoy beer. We'd like to you know, spread the word about good beer we come across. So I'm sure if they see it as kind of like a marketing opportunity for the, you know, 30 people who listen to us, then that's only a good thing, right? All right. You 30 people, you heard that. You got to tell more people so we can have our own beer. And then we can all (laughs) enjoy it together and have a big beer party where we all get together and drink. And you get to see Steve visually cringe at the things that I say. Why are you cringing at that one? That wasn't even no, the third best I, one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, so if we did do a collaboration beer, is it going to be called Metallurgy or is it going to be called some other punny name? Well, I think we need to find a punny beer, you know, like it, it would have to be pretty punny, but it depends on kind of like what we're going for. Right. Yeah. Like if, if we're going to do an IPA, it'll be like never again IPA, like, or no, not my IPA or um, so, so, something, something good. But I, I don't want to do an IPA. I, I don't want to do uh, it. <laughs> anything but an IPA. I'm sorry, man. I'm so done. <laughs> I just, I just can't anymore. I feel like a, you know, the stereotypical like white girl. Like I can't even right now. Like there's no like, way. OMG, I can't even. <laughs> oh, classic. We'll figure it All out. Right. We'll figure. We'll it out. figure it out. We got some time. <laughs> Let your friends know that hey, if we get enough people listening to the podcast, we'll make a beer. And it'll be epic, and only listeners will get to partake in it, and you'll get to raise your horns, and it yeah. will be a good old time. All right, so I thought it would be cool, or you thought it would be cool as well, to go list off our top three uh, favorite beers. So uh, since I just did that whole last section, I will let you uh, give me your top three beers. So I've been crapping all over IPAs. And all of my favorite beers are IPAs. But like I said, right now, I didn't want an IPA. I didn't want it. I don't, I don't, but I love IPAs. They're so good. <laughs> when I'm in the mood, IPAs are definitely where I go to. 
So as far as like bringing down like a top three favorite beers, I mean, the the way I kind of take that is like my go to's. So things that if I see them on the shelf, I'll definitely pick them up because I know it's a safe bet. And I even know the varieties that they have of them are usually going to be pretty good. Um, so being from San Diego, uh, Ballast Point is always on my list. Um, and Sculpin is definitely one of the best IPAs that I have ever tasted. And every variety of Sculpin that they have from Habanero Sculpin to Grapefruit Sculpin, like every iteration is always just delicious. Um, it's not like overly piney like a lot of IPAs are. Like it's actually got some good, you know, like fruit, you know, notes in it. Um, just a really good beer, like really consistent. And, you know, when you're a craft brewery, I think, you know, you make so much beer to a point where it's like, you're no longer considered like craft. What do they call it? Like, like mega craft or something like that. Yeah. I forget what the term above it is. Yeah. There's, there's a term for it, but basically you're making all this stuff. And once you start putting stuff in cans, it's usually no, when you know you've gotten there. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> man, sculpin in a can is so great. Like going to the beach and just cracking open a, a sculpin, and oh, there's nothing better in life. <laughs> Except for um, right now. Right now, like, I don't want sculpin. I don't want any more IPAs. <laughs> but that's all I got. <laughs> uh, so continuing my IPA trend, um, Dogfish Head is another um, beer that I'm very fond of. So Dogfish Head, their IPA is kind of coming a variety. They have like 90 minute, 60 minute. I think there's 120 minute, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so those are all, you know, like just stronger versions of the same IPA. And 60 minutes usually like the good, like th- that's the happy medium. 90 minutes kind of like their double IPA, right? So mm. that's usually um, if I'm feeling a little like I'm looking for some bitterness, you know, I'm looking for a little bit more bite from that dogfish. Uh, <laughs> I'll reach for the 90 minute. And the 120 is usually only on special occasions when they release it. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then since I've moved up to, you know, kind of Northern California, uh, Russian River has always been a a favorite of mine. And now that, you know, they're a mere two-hour drive away, or an hour and a half, I guess, if you skip the San Francisco traffic, um, hour and a half away, any Pliny, Pliny the Elder, Pliny the Younger, when they have that, oh, so just delicious, fresh, like everything about Pliny I love. So there's three IPAs. That I really, really enjoy, but right now they are not floating my boat. Yeah, all three of those are really, really great beers. Um, yeah, down here in Southern California, it's much harder to come across Pliny, uh, the elder or younger. So every time you see it here, you better grab it because it's going to be gone, you know, before you blink. So um, solid, solid beer. Um, I also love uh, Ballast Point Sculpin. It's been one of my favorites for a very long time. Um, so moving to my list here, um, I do like a variety of beers, but I like IPAs way more than I like anything else. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, this beer podcast about metal and beer—it's it's metal uh, and IPAs. Metal well, and we, IPAs. We retitle it <laughs> metal and IPA. Uh, so going number one on my list, the number one go-to IPA that I have is by Stone. Um, and that is their delicious IPA. There's just something about its freshness um, along the lines, again, of like the Enjoy Buy series, um, but just on a more consistent level. Because the Enjoy Buy, sometimes they change things up a little bit. Um, delicious IPA is just a very solid, uh, fresh tasting beer that that I really enjoy. It's delicious. It is very delicious. It lives up to its name. I was going to say, they probably have like the Lucky Charms like jingle, right? 
<laughs> that's me lucky charms they're magically delicious you know yeah they're bitterly delicious there we go oh good job oh we found hey, it we found it i, I hey. like it <laughs> yay <laughs> um the second beer uh, on this list for me is, uh, again, an IPA. This one's from Three Floyds. I'm sorry that I mentioned them again, but they are just a very solid brewery. If you haven't checked them out, please do. Um, they've got one of their uh, regular IPAs. I believe they just call it a strong IPA. Um, not even a double, uh, but it's called Arctic Panzerwolf. Um, and it's 9%, and they don't consider it a double IPA, but it wow. certainly feels like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, my mouth says that's a double IPA, and the numbers yeah. say that's a double IPA. And no, 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 that's just strong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a really, really solid IPA. Um, definitely one of those uh, sippers. Um, you don't really want to be chugging those things. So August Burns Red and uh, Three Floyds going to be eventual first sponsors of the podcast because they have gotten more shout outs than anyone else. They really have. They really have. And uh, hopefully this podcast makes its way over to their ear holes and we could be hearing from them soon. Fingers crossed. (laughs) If you want to do a collaboration beer, I mean, we, you know, we got 30 listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Think of the markets we can expand into. (laughs) That number can only go up. The last beer I'm going to call out here is um, a local beer to Madison, Wisconsin, uh, by a brewery called Carbon Four. Um, I was in Madison uh, right when they had opened, so um, they were right down the street for me. So it was like the closest brewery that we had. Um, they have one. Um, I think it's a pale ale, actually. I, if not, it's an IPA. I always forget. Um, it's called Fantasy Factory, and it's got um, a really nice kind of citrusy flavor to it. One. Uh, the flavor you wouldn't really expect from a lot of the beers in the Midwest. Um, but it's a really solid beer. It's one of my go-tos when I lived in Madison. Um, and the artwork is just great, too. It's uh, a cat with golden pistols riding a unicorn with like fire shooting out of its nose or something like that. <laughs> I've always got really crazy artwork on their beers. I mean, I know you like your beer elope, you know, like that's... You you choose your beer like you choose your metal albums, you know. Like yeah, the, the, album the label has got to taste good. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along here, I do think that there um, are a couple of honorable mentions. Um, one beer that was um, that got knocked off of my list here of the top three. Um, I'm putting it in this category simply because it's a discontinued beer; they don't make it anymore. Um, but when it was in circulation, it really was one of my favorite beers. And that is by Ballast Point, uh, called uh, the Tongue Buckler. It was an Imperial Red Ale, and that was the first red ale I've had, let alone an Imperial Red Ale. And it went down so smooth; it had such a great flavor. But you would get really messed up on it real quick if you weren't careful. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's one of those things where I, I like the ones that kind of sneak up on you, right? Mm-hmm. Where, like, oh, this is so smooth. It there's no way it's twelve percent. <laughs> right oh it is 12 percent. oh it really is uh. <laughs> and then um one other brewery i think should be mentioned um is a brewery up in minnesota the city of lino lakes just outside of the twin cities called hammerheart brewery um it's a you know scandinavian viking themed brewery um the guys who run it um each actually have their own metal bands 
Um, one of the main guys there, his name's Austin. He has a black metal band called Panopticon. Um, so he's got a really cool song uh, called Into the North Woods. See, man, if you love beer, you probably love metal, too. So, you know, like, make your beer, make your metal, make everyone happy. You, you listen to your metal while you make the beer, and you drink the beer while you make your metal. All right, so this brings up something else that I was uh, listening to. Uh, there's a podcast for the kids uh, by NPR called Wow in the World. And they talk about, you know, just like random science facts. And one of the things that they recently talked about was how sound can affect the taste in cheese, right? What? Well, yeah. So it's a simple thing where like, you know, sonic waves or just the amplitude and like the, um, how it affects the chemistry of, you know, cheese when it's, you know, being made. So if they played like certain music, it would affect the flavor of the cheese. So they basically take them in the same, you know, environments. They have a control group and then they have different groups and they play different types of music. One, they'll play jazz. One, they'll play like, you know, classical. One, they'll play this. The cheese will taste different because it's just the way that, you know, um, and the chemical level, I guess there's some way that sound waves kind of change some of the chemical reactions. I wonder if it's like the way, like the sort of resonant frequencies in music that change how like, yeah, the, just the different interactions between chemicals. Wow. That's wild, man. I mean, it's the same thing with plants, right? You know, like, or yeah, I guess I just haven't really, (laughs) I haven't really thought about it in the context of changing the way cheese tastes. I didn't translate it from plants to cheese. That was my whole uh, mistake. I was so misguided, you know, I was so (laughs) narrow minded. I wasn't making the transition from plants to cheese. So extrapolating that, right? Like, okay, so we have plants, we have cheese. Why can't we have beer? I mean, maybe your beer, if you want it to taste like really good, have like some really bitter, you know, bite to it. Maybe you got to like feed it some metal music, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, One other really cool fact about this band Panopticon, um, the main guy in the band, Austin, he when it comes to recording stuff in the studio, he does everything himself. He writes all the music himself. He records all the instruments himself. Um, he's basically a one man show, um, but he just gets people to play with him live um, for different tours and stuff. So he's a very, very talented guy. Please. If you're ever in the twin cities area of Minnesota, stop by Hammerheart brewery and check out uh panopticon. Yeah. I remember you calling this out like a, a year or so ago when uh, we just had like a call and you were saying that you had gone out to this brewery and met this really cool guy, like met the owner and that he had like a metal band that he was doing. You guys just sat there and talked about beer and metal for like a really long time. And, yep. you know, it's we, we talked about beer and we talked about, you know, metal and we talked about all these big things. But I think one of the cool things about beer is that you can have like the craft brewers, right? Like these these people who just brewing out of their garage, doing home brewing and stuff like that. Uh, and it is kind of like it's a labor of love, right? There's a lot of like care that goes into it and thought that goes into it. And I, I think as metalheads, we kind of draw a lot of parallels between that, the care and dedication that you, you know, take to a beer uh, and how that directly translates to the care and um, technique and stuff that you put into like a metal album or a metal song. So it makes sense that, you know, someone who has that same level of dedication or that level of dedication is, is going to be putting that into what they make. Food wise and ear food wise. 
Nice. Very, <laughs> very nice summary. I dig it. You mentioned honorable mentions. Yeah, mentioned honorable uh-huh, mentions. Ah, yeah. yes, honorably. So I called out that I didn't want any IPAs. It's not what I wanted tonight. And the reason I didn't want any of those is because I put this one line in the show outline, which says dessert beers. And I'm like, yes, I want a dessert beer so bad right now. So honorable mentions, you know, I call out a bunch of IPAs. Um, I think one of my favorite just like dessert beers is like a good stout or a good porter, right? Because you can get a lot of like kind of more rich, savory flavors in those. Um, so one of my favorite dessert beers is a pretty heavy beer to be considered a dessert beer, but it's a uh, great divides Yeti, the Yeti Imperial stout. Oh man. I think this is probably one of the first stouts that I ever had. And to this day, it's still one of my favorite stouts, uh, mainly because it, rem- it reminds me of how drunk I got the one time that I actually drank it for the first time and B because it just tastes delicious. Nice. But, I mean, I, I think stouts and porters, right? You you get a lot of unique uh, flavors in those. Like I know there's like peanut butter porters and like coconuts are really, you know, popular flavors to put in porters too. And mm-hmm. um, I know there's a, I think it's Kona Brewing, right? They make a pretty good like uh, coconut porter. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. I've had that man, once was, before. It's pretty good. I was scouring all over the the one fridge section just for <laughs> freaking coconut porter and I couldn't find it. And Oh, so sad, man. All right, I'll stop. I'll stop calling it out because I'm sure people are tired of hearing me whine about that. And Jared Dines, I mean, like, <laughs> these are these are the things that that bug me. Jared Dines and yeah. the lack of coconut porter in my local liquor store. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Uh, so I think the only thing I have left to say about this is that. I love IPAs, but I also enjoy lots of other kinds of beers, but I also like to try new things. So I don't always go back for the same thing a lot of times. Like I'm constantly trying something new. So um, the ones that have stuck on my list, though, as ones that I really, really like just happen to be IPAs because they're good. (laughs) (laughs) Because IPAs are delicious. Because they are good. That They're great. All right. So uh, in a bit of wrap up here. If you like the topic of beer and metal together, I thought I'd give a really good shout out to um, this other podcast that I came across recently called The Beer Metal Show. Um, They do kind of what we did here, um, but on a more intense level. So uh, they take breweries um, that have um, some sort of beer that has a metal connection, whether it's a song title, something reminiscent of a metal band, a collaboration beer, something like that. And he'll listen to a song by that band and he'll also drink the beer and kind of review the beer uh, on the show. So if you're into kind of beer reviewing stuff and listening to metal music, go check that out. Um, You can find them on Apple podcasts. I'm sure they feature more than just IPAs. They do. They have quite the variety of beers I was noticing. So uh, good on them. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. (laughs) You did better than we did, guys. Yeah, you really did. You're making a show about that, so I'd hope you're better than we were about this. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway, you got any wrap-up? Yeah, man, I'm on my second beer, which means, like, it's a lot of calories. It's a lot of stuff. And I'm kind of at that phase in my life where those calories don't, like, shed off like they used to. Uh, so I have to kind of work out, you know? Uh, I have to make sure I get on the cycle and I, you know, lift the weights and do all the walking and all the old man stuff to make sure I don't get super fat. <laughs> so usually when I work out, I have this metal playlist 
And lately, that metal playlist has been getting a little stale. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. I put a ton of songs on there, too, and tried to pick all, like, you know, the fast tempo songs that I could. Ones mm-hmm. that kind of start off and don't have a lot of, like, ups and downs. Like, I just kind of want, like, a sustained, like, just go, go, go. Uh, which you think would be really easy to do in metal. And it is, and that's the problem, uh, is that you need songs to sustain you the whole time, but you also don't want a whole bunch of the same. Right. Uh, So I have this really good list going, but I need to revisit that man because I find myself now like skip, skip, skip. Like I don't want to listen to the song. Now maybe that has something to say about the skip algorithm that I'm using. uh, Or maybe it just has something to say that I don't have enough variety in the playlist, but I'm curious just throwing it out there. Do you, I know you don't have to work out because for some reason your body's just like, oh yeah, calories, we'll burn those like crazy. Like we don't even care about those. Like we're just going to get anxious and then we won't have to work out. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's it. Maybe that's Uh, what I need. Yeah. Um, It's not worth it. Trust me. (laughs) Anyway, since I was wondering if you actually do have like a workout playlist or if you have any like suggestions. So I tried making a workout playlist before. Um, two things happened. One, I didn't use it all that often because, shocker, I didn't work out all that often. Uh, and when I did work out, I was already, you know, running into the same problem you were. You know, I was already knowing what song was going to come next. Or, you know, as soon as it starts, it's just like, oh, OK, I've heard this before. Skip, skip, skip. So what I've gotten in the habit of doing recently is finding bands um, whose albums I really like, but that are kind of fast paced all the way through. So I have a few different go to's. Um, Recently, it's been um, the discography of that band in Ferry, the first band I mentioned. Um, I also listen to, oddly enough, um, Galactic Conquest uh, when I'm working out just because like hearing John Williams music in a metal context just gets my blood pumping. And like, I just want to like run and do awesome shit. (laughs) (laughs) Parkour. (laughs) Parkour. (laughs) So I, I echo that sentiment and I've definitely turned on an August Burns red album the entire time that I've worked out, but they're only 30 minutes, man. I got to work out for an hour. Oh yeah. That's unfortunate. Um, luckily a lot of, Bands that I listen to have really long 30 minute albums. songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the problem there is you're not listening to the 30 minute songs, maybe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, so here's another question, something that I thought of the other day, um, mainly because I'm looking at getting another pair of headphones. Okay. And me saying I'm getting another pair of headphones to most people is like, oh, okay, cool, another pair of headphones. To me, it's, it gets, it, borders on obsession like i go through headphones like crazy do you wear them out or no i just i wear them for a couple months and then i there's a new hotness that comes out and i have to order that and then somehow sell my other ones or hand them off to somebody or do something so i'm I'm gonna try to count the number of headphones that i have right now it's one two three four five six seven Seven pairs of headphones that I kind of cycle through on a semi-regular basis. Do they sound different? Oh, yeah. All of them sound way different. Okay. So so do are the okay. Which ones are that? Which ones sound the best to you? Well, these are my reference headphones. So my BEO H6s, 
um, which are just wired Bang & Olufsen uh, over-ear headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing fancy about them. They're not like Bluetooth or anything like that. They're just passive headphones. Just plug them in, you know. But these are what are, what's plugged into my computer. It's what I use when I edit uh, podcasts that I do, Casual Dads. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's what I listen to when I listen to like, you know, lossless audio um, through my computer, those kind of things. So these are kind of like my my favorite comfortable if I'm going to listen to music for eight hours, these are what I'm going to wear headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a pair of AirPods that I use on like day to day basis. Just like, Hey, I'm going to listen to podcasts. I'm going to listen to whatever. I have a pair of AirPods because super convenient to take a, one of the AirPods out and have the music and everything auto pause and then put it back in and have it auto resume. Super convenient there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have another pair of BEOs that it's hooked up to the TV downstairs. So if I want to watch like a movie, um, with Bluetooth audio, like I'll put those on cause those are wireless. So I'll sit on the couch and have those and not disturb anyone else when kids are sleeping, stuff like that. Um, I have a pair of beats, uh, over ear studios for traveling because those have the noise canceling. So like you put those on, on an airplane and then poof, you hear nothing. Pretty amazing. Uh, I have a pair of workout headphones, <laughs> which are a pair of Bose Bluetooth headphones that are just in ears. So I put those on. Those are sweat proof, you know, like waterproof, all those, all those kind of things. Uh, so listen to those. I have another wireless set of angle of sins that my wife uses now. Um, but those ones were kind of just like the comfort pair. Just like when I got on the bus, if I wanted to, you know, put those on and like take a nap, I could use those. Um, I have a pair of headphones when I go to sleep. So they're called sleep phones. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to just lose it right now, dude. <laughs> Is it too much? I mean, do I have too many headphones? I don't know yet. <laughs> have we gotten through all of them yet? No, we're like halfway through. Oh my God. <laughs> so I have this pair of sleep phones, which are just like flat headphones. that They don't sound great at all. Like they're, That's not what they're for. But it's like on a headband that I put on at night so I can, you know, lay down and I can listen to podcasts and everything to fall asleep. <laughs> so I have those. And it's a headband so I don't fall off in the middle of the night or anything like that. But that's wired. Um, what else? I have a couple pair of just like wired junk headphones, which are like the backups in case something runs out of batteries. <laughs> so I have those and those are in ear. Um, but I bought like special tips for those, like the comply foam tips, you know, that, you know, like measure to ear and everything. And. Uh, but I'm thinking about getting like two more pairs of headphones. <laughs> oh my God. What else? What other need in your life could you possibly fill with two more pairs of headphones? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, let oh me see God. if I can justify this. <laughs> so working out the pair of headphones I have for working out right now are not true wireless, right? So they're earbuds connected with the wire, right? Okay. And the wire gets in the way all the time. All I'm trying to do is lift weights and there's this wire that's flicking around or I'm on the cycle and there's this wire floating around. So I need to get like true wireless earphones. Like they're just like, you know, separate wireless buds that go in your ear that are sweat resistant and have a decent battery life and aren't going to burn a hole in my pocket. I mean, money wise. Mm-hmm. So that's one pair that I'm looking at. Next pair is I'm looking at getting the bone conduction earphones. I don't know if you ever uh, tried those. So those are like, they they don't cover your ears at all. So they just go right like over your cheekbones or like right, uh, right on the side. And they basically just create vibrations on, on those bones, which like vibrates your inner ear and creates sound. So 
Yeah, there's no one can hear sound except for you, and it's as long as these things are making uh, a contact on your head. So I tried them out at a, uh, a Brookstone a while back, and I had heard about them, and I tried them on. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. So the cool thing there is like when I'm doing stuff around the house, um, usually I want to like listen to podcasts or something like that, and I don't want to put something in my ear because all the kids will ask me a question or someone will ask me a question. I'm like, okay, and I can't hear them. I have to take an earpod out. It would be great to basically have that going and them still be able to talk to me. So that's what I'm looking at getting those for. Man, that sounds like futuristic stuff, dude. That's wild. Oh, yeah, <laughs> never... they're called aftershocks. They're pretty aftershocks. cool. Aftershocks. I have never heard of those. And now I'm feeling like a bad, like, audio tech junkie that, like, enjoys all this kind of stuff but has like never heard of them and um doesn't have nearly as many headphones as you do (laughs) i like i said i think i have too many headphones um and now i'm just gonna you know get two more pairs it's fine it's okay i I don't have a problem i i'm fine i can i can stop whenever i want to (laughs) so i have two pairs my reference headphones that I use for the podcast as well as music production. And then I have one pair of earbuds that I just the other day lost the little like gummy, like little thing that goes on the end. So I have to go buy a new one because I ran out of all of my, <laughs> <laughs> I have some extras. Uh, if you need them, I think I have like three packs of those, like, uh, headphone things. I don't know if they'll fit yours, but I definitely brought home a whole bunch because, Okay, I had different well, pairs of the same ones. Maybe maybe I'll have you send down a pair or something and see what happens. <laughs> Throw it in the mail and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, but I've, got, I've got headphones for days. Uh, that you do. But the way you described it makes sense. They do have all their own sorts of function and purpose for a particular time. Okay, I'm trying to help you here, man. No, I'm just shaking my head no, man. I'm like, There's no way I can dig myself out of the hole that I have seven headphones, one for each day of the week, essentially. Uh, some for multiple times of the day when I just feel like, you know, oh, like I'm going to work out today. I'm going to put on these headphones. Oh, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to put on these headphones. Oh, I'm going to get on an airplane today. I'm going to put on these headphones. Like, do you know how much work it is to keep all these headphones charged for the ones that are wireless and then know where all of them are and then make sure you have all the cables and adapters to make sure that they can plug into whatever device you're going to bring? It's it's a nightmare, man. But yeah. I love my headphones. I love them. <laughs> i don't want an ipa but i love ipas <laughs> i'm a monster man like I, there's there's something wrong with me i know that there is i'm not ashamed to admit it but this is just who i am oh uh, it's okay i'll still be your friend i still got one Thanks for tuning in, everybody. You can follow us on Twitter at MetallurgyCast and on Facebook as Metallurgy Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email guitar at metallurgycast.com or click the submit follow-up link in the show notes. If you've got a minute, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach other headbangers across the globe. If you have questions, thoughts, song or artist recommendations, please let us know. Share the podcast with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes when they drop. Well, you know, because it's like immediate news, like what's happening right now.
Like there's a cat outside and the cat just took a dump on the lawn. I don't know who's going to clean it up. Tune in next week. (laughs) Hi, one week ago, this cat took a dump here and we're here for an update. It's still here. (laughs) In follow up, the cat dump is still here. Now there's a dog. (gasps) Looks like the dog's going to eat the cat poop. (laughs) Is this the savior I was looking for? Find out next week. (laughs) Follow up from last week. Dog ate the poop. Then immediately threw up on the lawn. <laughs> Looks like I got another mess on my hands. <laughs> Let me stop this. I, you're allergic to it. I'm sorry. Let me stop it. <laughs> Do you remember the Futurama episode where Bender is, uh, they use him as like a, a brewery or like a, uh, what are the canisters called? Where they basically brew a beer in Bender. Yeah, I think I vaguely remember that episode. It's been a long time. So that's the one where basically they're, they're like, oh, we're going to make our own bootleg beer. And they do it in Bender. And they put yeast and he's like, wait, there's going to be something living inside me? I'm like, yeah. So he like plays it off like he's pregnant the whole time. So then basically, you know, they go through the whole thing and he gives birth basically. And they, you know, like tap him and like pour it into all these yeah. like, it's an <laughs> ale 12 <laughs> <Yeah>. bottles <laughs> oh so good